LV shoes. I bring the shorty closer, just enough to fill the gun on the holster. Out on the balcony, filling on the breeze. City skylines, we're puffing on some trees. Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda. Made back front of the building with the chauffeur. And he waiting on me, got a bullet in his hands and my name in the seats. No gift, baby, no thanks, no chinchillas, baby. So what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand in hand. Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks. Talk the crazy, he talks to me. Keep my business out the streets. It's the ART. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the trap laws under construction. We working over here, so you know. What happened? Somebody How'd you take the news about the officer not being charged? Um, Let's, I want to wait till we rock and roll, man. I don't. I don't want to waste no ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that. Uh, I, we are live on YouTube. Let me mute the YouTube because. Welcome to the show, episode number eighty-seven. What the road to number one hundred, which will be on April, starts today. Uh, I want to thank Andy Steinberg and the one and only Aries Spears for Yo. coming up today. Aries is a part of this show, whether what he up, likes it up, or bro. not. I always love it. I always love it. Mikasa Sukasa, baby. Bro, shit is that? This is like dead ass. We, I know we said it a couple times already, but like we dead ass would sit as teenagers and watch your shit. Like this is surreal. Um, it may be for us to just be live like this with you, but um. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate you too. Um, the beard is strong. The beard game is strong over there. I see. I <laughs> you probably ever had on the podcast. High or trying to like fluff, fluff my shit out of I think you have the greatest looking beard that we've had on the podcast. So far, yeah. So so far, you you hold that record down. Spears and Steinberg podcast is in the building, mixed with our show. Uh, you could catch their podcast on Wednesdays. You guys still do it on Wednesdays, right? That's when the episodes go up. Yeah, now. yeah, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And Spearsburg Pod is the Instagram where you guys are doing something <gasps> and you're putting up the video clips. I like that. Yeah, we I like that. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to uh, stay stay current with everybody else in the movement and how it's flowing. So, <laughs> yeah, we love I like that. that. New shit. So happy new year to Andy and Aries, uh, first of all. But let's rewind a little bit. Um, 2020 was an insane year. Uh, we had Kobe and Gigi dying at the beginning of the year. I know that was hard for everybody. Then COVID hit, then the Tiger King thing, and then it was last dan- the Last Dance documentary. Um, and then George Floyd was murdered live, and everybody saw it. And the protests happened. Then Trump took his little Bible photo. Then uh, sports resumed. Um, Chadwick Boseman died. That one was that was insane. RBG passed away. The election and now the vaccine allegedly is coming. So we'll start with Andy and then Aries. What do you think of last year? Why'd you put air quotes around the vaccine, bro? Is is a real? It actually exists. I mean, the, the strain already mutated. I will take it. I'll take it. No, but it mutated saying, like, already. 
So I mean, we can acknowledge that it exists. You don't have to put air quotes on. My Andy, bad. how was 2020 for you overall? Overall, I think if you didn't find out and learn more about yourself during this, you missed out on 2020. Because, uh, yeah, it, like you said, there was a lot of things that were uh, difficult, challenging, uh, horrible, reprehensible. But you were still with yourself the whole time. And it was a different way of having to deal with life in the world. And I think that people should have tuned up themselves. I hope that they did. I hope that they're thinking. But we, we, we watched half the country think a different way. So I don't know what kind of tune up they need. But I hope people uh, like worked on themselves. That's that's the best thing that I could get out of this. Real shit. Aries, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think America caught its STD. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was the year of the America's STD. Everybody got yeah. disease infected. It was just a horrible time. Uh, so you know, shit. I I hope that you know, along with the vaccine and a new hope and a new president, we could just get a fresh start and uh, correct and right all these wrongs. Now, you mentioned a new president. Uh, today is a special day. They're having that Georgia runoff. And also the news that I, I want to get into the Jacob Blake news because we actually did an episode just on that subject. Um, man was shot seven times in the back and was paralyzed. Paralyzed. He's alive. Wasn't killed, but the officer's not going to be charged. Um, I, 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 I don't know what to think at this point. And that, that just was like uh, announced today, right? Yeah, it was this, this afternoon, yeah. So, not being charged. Yeah, I'm, ex- I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm not trying to make light of what seems to be a, a consistent situation, mm-hmm. but I'm fatigued, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of dealing. I'm, you know, I don't know how much more energy and more thought I want to, I want to put into cops killing niggas, you know, new year, same shit. So, yeah. you know, I know eventually it has to be discussed and I know at some point Andy and I'll probably talk about it on our podcast, but I'm fatigued, man. I got cops killing niggas fat- fatigue. Oh, I see that that's that that's that that's a big problem for me, the, the fatigue factor. And it is it, it's huge in what you're saying because I understand your point. And we talked about this a little bit today. We text back and forth about this a little bit today. The bigger problem to me is not that he's not going to be charged. Here's the bigger problem to me. It's why isn't he going to be charged? And the reason he's not going to be charged is because the system is fucked up. That's the problem. Because when he goes, it isn't about that he was shot seven times and he was paralyzed. It was about, did he feel his life was in jeopardy? And when someone who you tried to apprehend, and apparently I didn't, I didn't see a video where they tried to apprehend him. I didn't see, I, I don't know if you guys, you said you did an episode. I didn't see any tasering video where they said they tried to taser him. I didn't mm-hmm. see any of that. But if that's what they, they have, and then he went into his car, if you're a cop and you think that someone is going to pull something out, yeah, you can. You have that that the way the law is set up. If you feel you're endangered, you can fire. But seven, eight, I, I, and this is where the justification comes in. After that justification, you can fire. There's no difference between firing one or seven times after that justification. That's a big problem with the law. The way the law is set up. That's a big uh, you know, if he would have said I was trying to protect myself, I shot him, and you know, I, 
you could go any way you want to with everything that whole scenario seven times that's shot that you shouldn't kill somebody that is you didn't want him to be paralyzed you wanted him dead for sure uh, the problem is I, I agree with aries that's why i like i don't seven times not only did they shoot him, but in the back in the back seven times and the amount of officers that were in that and first of all there's video of it like the reason why all that like it's not a a, a case where there's not like uh, evidence or no there's video like you see it and then there's like there had to be like around 10 officers surrounding him is there a need for such excessive force if there's 10 officers surrounding him how do you get back to his car door like i have so many problems with this and i understand the fatigue but when it comes down to the law, what they're saying is if he felt in danger, why did he ever have to feel in danger? Why did that guy get to his car? Why did he open up the door? And if you do feel you're in danger, how many times do you have to shoot someone? And why not in the leg or the arm? If you're going to use excessive force like that. I mean, I get I get the whole – this is a bigger problem. This is the problem with the system. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not about this one officer. It is, it is if, you're the, if you're the Blake family. And I'm not trying to minimize his situation. His situation is – is horrible. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't express enough to the family and to and to himself to, to have to go through what he's going through. But this problem. Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if. <laughs> and this is where we. This is this is where we sometimes too often go back and forth, and round and round chasing our tail. But I don't know that when you say the system, this is why I have fatigue. Let's stop the horse shit. When you go, when you go, I don't know. Well why he wasn't charged it's the system it's because he's white no, end of story but the system so has to be changed the whole system the system's made so that black and brown people are the targets of this situation that's what i mean by the system not that the system should get them off i'm saying the system has to be revamped completely the way the way we do policing in this country is that system is what i'm saying has to be thrown out we have to redo our system I mean, look, I'll touch, I'll touch on one part of the system, right? Uh, Rick and I work in, in fields that bring us close to, like, the criminal justice system a lot of times, right? And so I would say that I don't know how procedurally investigations happen in this police department in Kenosha. Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'll say, but I'll say that here in New York, right, if you, are, if you shoot someone um, and you're being indicted for murder or whatever charge manslaughter whatever you want to call it right whatever they were uh charging them with it typically goes to like a grand jury right someone there's a grand jury that votes on whether to indict you for this crime or not and this what i was reading about this case this is just one one thing about the system and how it like it's different for police officers one thing that i noticed about this is that they did an investigation and this never went to a grand jury um, to see whether the people of the city thought they should, that this was a crime. This was like an internal investigation that happened, you know, within the government without it coming to like what normally would happen is like the people would decide whether they believe this, this officer's actions were crimes. That's just, a, just to say that that's one thing in this, in the, in this system that is different for police officers or law enforcement folks than the rest of us, that if you just change that one thing, I think it increases the chances of shit like this. And get rid of police unions. Is, is, you know, that's one of the main things. That's the main one. But there's one more thing that I, I want to add to this, because my, my, my brother was in the military, and uh, there's rules of engagement. 
And the rules of engagement in a hostile enemy situation where you're under fire from an enemy that's their, their job is to kill you, uh, there's rules of engagement on how you can fire and how, you, how to use your weapon and when you can use your weapon. This is um, this is our country, and the, the 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 quote is to serve and protect is what's written on your car on your car your vehicle. Uh, this is your own people, and you don't have those same rules of engagement. Your rules are completely different. And then, like you said, it doesn't even go to a grand jury. When do the people when do the people give up their right to decide what uh, a hostile action is towards its citizenry? I, 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 that's why when I say the system areas, I'm not meaning. That uh, the the system needs to be. I'm talking. This system is fucked up. That's what I'm saying. It needs. It needs. And we hopefully with what we have, the changes that are making. Hopefully, this runoff election that we're going to have. Hopefully, the people will be in power that can make these changes. Well, I mean, we spent an hour on it. Um, th- this is how fucked up that situation is. We're happy that he's alive. Yeah, man. That's. That's, that's that, that 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 tells you how fucked up that it's, entire. It's weird that that's how fucked up this is that we have. That, to- oh, at least he's alive. Like that 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 shouldn't be the silver lining. I mean, he can't even walk ever again. You know, and when I was watching the news today, when they were talking to pundits, and they were going back and forth, and people who were on the side of how this worked out, they kept saying, "Charged with murder, charged with murder." He was never going to be charged with murder because he wasn't killed. It was re- uh, it was a danger man. There's many different things. Attempted murder, whatever. murder. Yeah, but they kept saying murder. It's almost as if that's that's their go-to when the police shoot someone is murder. Like he shouldn't be charged with murder. I mean, the, the issue is though they killed a lot of people. I mean, Breonna Taylor was <laughs> murdered in her own home. That is telling <laughs> about the language that they use, man. But I mean, I know, you know, we could spend all night talking about this right yeah, now. So like this is something that we, I you mentioned something about the election too. I mean, I feel like that's something that we should really, that's well, happening right now. When are we going to know about this? I don't know what, how Georgia works. They said we probably won't know until tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, if you were online, there was early voting, first of all. Second of all, if you were online and seven o'clock hits, you're still allowed to cast your vote. Um, yeah. They showed even before I came on here. There are still people standing in line. Wow. So it might take a while. But besides Trump, I think Mitch McConnell is the worst human being Yo. that's ever served in con- And I don't understand why these people have lifetime terms. That's another issue with our system. That's, we should be able to elect our representative <laughs> after every but few terms. Do they have... A- I'm a little bit ignorant about that, like the term limits. about. So he doesn't have any limit to his term. He's, he's appointed for life, and then if he dies, he's able to Mitch appoint a family member. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. I don't understand this. Why is he appointed for life? That's just how those 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 those. Have to look that one up. I, gotta, I gotta look that up. No, not he's not appointed to be this the majority leader, but he's appointed to be um, in that position. I think it's either them or the. I'm getting them confused with the representatives. I, what? I, I just because I, I heard that he keeps getting like reelected. Yeah, he's an elected yeah. official. He should be out of there. It's the state. It's the people of his state that keep from Kentucky. Kentucky, I think Kentucky keeps reelecting him. We're in the new year. Uh, hopefully, things are different. And then the, what's coming up in this year is something I'm excited about. I hope they don't fuck up the original. But uh, right before Christmas, Eddie Murphy dropped the trailer to Coming to America too, and 
last time uh, Aries was on, we were talking about this. So I want to get your thoughts. Now, that, have you seen the, th- the trailer, by the way? Yeah, yeah. So, so what you what you think of it? You, are you? Is it something? I mean, you're gonna watch it, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I you know, I think it's kind of like. I think when was they made the last one? Thirty years ago. I think yeah. it was, I think I think it's thirty years too late. Uh, I, nonetheless, you're still gonna watch it because you know it's, it's uh, iconic comedian Eddie Murphy, um, and for what his role was, Arsenio Hall. Um, but you know, I would have loved to have seen this happen back when this movie was in its prime. Yeah. Um, not to say it still can't be funny, but you know. Um, I just think, I don't know why they would wait so long. Um, And, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Arsenio do that same horrible African accent uh, that he did 30 years ago that doesn't sound African at all. Um, And just see what they're going to do with it. You know what I mean? You had the best quote, though, Aries, about the guys in the barbershop. Yeah, I I, I think I remember I said something... uh, to the extent of if we don't know anything else, we found out that these three old niggas is eternal because <laughs> they were supposed to be dead five years after the original. But apparently, thirty years later, these motherfuckers are still, <laughs> still alive. I mean, does it take place? I don't know if it takes it takes place thirty years afterwards, or or, or did they put oh, a? Bad, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can try to fool the audience with making them believe <laughs> this is two weeks later. You know what I mean? Everybody's gained weight. And I don't know no old niggas that gain weight and don't have no diabetes or high blood pressure <laughs> and is still living. So, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, they got it. They got to somehow address it. I mean, even as fine as what was her name? The chick that played Harry. Harry something. Uh... No, no, but her name, her real name in the in the in the Lisa McDowell was Lisa the McDowell was the character. Yeah, right. But Sherry Headley, um, you could see the, you could see the crow's feet. Around her eyes, so I just don't know how you try to fool the audience into thinking that this is two weeks after the wedding. She was bad, though. I mean, yeah. this is also rated PG, though, which scares me. Really? Uh, the original was rated R. This is PG. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't it's know that. Even, it's not even PG thirteen. Uh, maybe it's PG thirteen, but regardless, it means they're being careful, which doesn't. I mean, it was Paramount sold the rights to Amazon, and Amazon just released the uh, two months ago the Borat movie, and that one was uh, really out there. So I, I I don't know if Amazon might let them. I don't know if it was like they bought the the film as is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up, but it, you just upset me right now, telling me it's PG thirteen or PG. That would ruin the entire movie. Well, it just changes it. You know, it changes a little bit. It doesn't have that freedom. Well, I can't. Well, Kenya Barris wrote the movie. He's the yeah. I don't. I, uh, and Kenya Barris isn't that the dude that did uh Black Showtime show? Mix, yeah, mixed-ish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know that the original was that risque. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, it might have had an R rating, but I can't remember anything off the top of my dome that was necessarily Just risque. Just language, a right. little language. That I don't. I don't want the bar guys in the barbershop to hold back. Oh no, that, that that's what got me when I saw the trailer. You don't see the barbershop guys till the middle of the trailer. When I saw them still going at it, that's what. That's yeah, what that's that's, that's definitely what stands out. 
Yeah. And sexual sexual chocolate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand uh how that man is still alive. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's uh we all know that movies are a lot of times suspension of disbelief. Um, and I guess if you're craving for that movie is as strong as it was back when it first came out, you know, you'll believe whatever they want you to believe. But uh, look, it's a ride. And if anybody is down for the ride, you're going to have to just take what comes with it. Um, like I said, I just hope they do the movie justice. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of time with sequels, they, uh, they tend not to, for example, like the Godfather, Godfather two were great. I think that you could do without the third. I mean, it completes the story, right. but you can still do without it. Um, I, I, I hope it doesn't do any damage to the original. But right. I'm very excited about that. Uh, excited that Eddie's back into... Because he's also wanting to do another Beverly Hills Cop movie. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I need yeah. that one. I feel like we can leave that I mean, one. he, he got he to do it right, especially if you remember Beverly Hills Cop 3. Yeah, and, like, the world. And, and Wally <laughs> World. Wally World. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, we don't need that one. I feel like we can leave that one alone. I, I mean, Eddie, he did Dolomite. That was good. Uh, I liked it. I, I liked him on SNL. I liked his uh, his monologue on SNL. Um, I like Dolomite though a lot, honestly. I didn't I think, think I like it that much, but I really like. I don't know. He just got that edge back. I forget he wants to. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know that he's got the edge back. I think he picked no, not the edge. Just, the itch. The itch. Oh, the I think edge. he wants to yeah. do the comedy. But yeah, I, I, I think he picks. I pick. He picks his moments. Yeah. Uh, he seems like he's playing everything comfortably. You know, if there's some edge to it, there's some edge to it. But I don't think he's looking to be edgy. I just think he's looking to be comfortable. But that's why I like Dolomite so much, because it was a departure from uh, all the Disney stuff he had done. That's why Dolomite was great. It was just he was back to Eddie. Yeah, that's how I felt. It felt it felt like a much more like because like the, the Disney stuff felt like really sanitized, you know, Eddie. Well, it cleaned him up. And I feel yeah, like you can't, you, you can't, you can't be, you can't be Air Jordan forever. At some point, you got to be Washington Wizards. Wizards Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? When you're hundred million dollar Disney Eddie, that's yeah. nice and all. But yeah. I, I still, I want to see a little bit of gritty Eddie. I, I still want to see the dollar ninety nine store Eddie. You know, I want, I want that one. Well, allegedly, I think it's is it an excess of $60 million from Netflix to do a stand-up special. I mean, you talk about a challenge. I don't think he's done stand-up in a long time. And to do a, a whole special, there's a lot of, like, uh, expectations to it. So I don't know. it's easy for him to flop on that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you guys do stand-up regularly. It's, it, it's, it's like riding a bike, but you got to continually, your timing still has to be there. Dude, we take two weeks off. And I, I'm not saying this for Aries, but I take two weeks off. I'm like, uh, like it doesn't feel the same. I feel out of shape. Yeah, I, you know, uh, listen, Dave Chappelle set the bar. So uh, we all know that Eddie's Eddie and his name carries weight. Yeah. And he's obviously an icon. But no matter how good or how big his reputation, I think he's going to be measured up against Dave Chappelle. Because uh, Dave Chappelle is clearly the undisputed champ of stand-up. Yeah. So 
I just hope he can live up to it. Not necessarily Dave's standard, but a standard. I mean, he, Raw and Delirious are like two of the greatest standards to mean, be done. And yeah. that's... Yes. Yeah. So for him to come back, that's 84, 30, over 30-something 30 years. Right. And to try to do a special, uh, it's not going to be the same. I mean, it's like, I'm going to use Chris Rock for an example. I saw Chris's latest stand-up, and I remember when he did Bigger and Blacker at the Apollo. And the Chris Rock at Bigger and Blacker was way funnier than the one that's that's that's, that's out now, that's doing material now. Tambourine? Tam- tambourine, I think. Yeah, that's the last one he did on Netflix. It's yeah, big. but, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I had said to Andy on our stand-up, because I know that Kevin Hart caught a lot of flack for his latest special. Uh, what was it called? Uh, no, no fucks given. No fucks given. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it's just hard next to impossible to crank out hit album after hit album after hit mm. album. At some point, it don't matter how good you are, you're going to hit a low. It's just inevitable. It, no, no one is a hundred percent airtight, unfuckwittable forever. It just doesn't happen. Just for your younger audience, I want to explain that an album was like a giant CD. And if you don't remember... (laughs) A vinyl record. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's an important distinction to make. I think that 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 ties into what's going on. Why I don't know that an Eddie Murphy stand-up would be like... I I would love to see it, and I would definitely watch it. Um, I don't think that the way that kids that are... Like, people that are younger than probably 30... 25. Um, I think the humor is different, man. I think that the, the he might not be able to connect with that audience. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I but but talent is talent. Talent is talent. You know, it, yeah, it no, don't, don't matter. No, no. I'm, I'm not even saying that he won't. I'm saying like I'm thinking about like what things we love about um Eddie Murphy, like I love about his stand-up and different things. Yeah, but I don't think but I don't think Eddie needs to play to a younger audience. He's mm-hmm. big enough to where his position is solidified. Yeah. His people will come, you know what I mean. So he, I don't know that he has to try to dumb down or try to play to an audience that that he does not need. See, that's the hard part though for someone like Eddie though, because getting back, going back to the gym to work out those skills, and you said his people are going to come. I mean, I think that would be the hardest thing to take a break like that, and then have to go back to go and, and try to work out that first five minutes trying to get five minutes again, trying to get 10 minutes again. When you know all that, you're going to go up on stage for 20 minutes and maybe two minutes is going to be good. I mean, Eddie's a genius, so okay, maybe he has 10 good minutes, but he's still going to have 10 minutes to suck. That's the hard part. I just think if he's, uh, if he just doesn't give a shit and does lets his, his, his wits go, I think we'll still get something really good. And we're going to find out with, with this first movie. And I think he's done it the right way, getting back into it, doing – you know, he did Dolomite first, then went back to SNL, and now he's doing another film. He, he's he's that, warming up to the right way. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's something that you're, it's like what Aries is saying, which is like his his um his name speaks for itself in a way. And it's like if you fuck with Eddie, you're gonna see what other people see, right? And like my shit is like I don't know that young. Like I got a son that's fourteen. Right. I got, you know, I have a nephew that's 21, 22. And they, they don't really, they don't know who Eddie Murphy is. You know, they, they just, they, they kind of like, oh yeah, the guy, Dr. Doolittle, I remember a little bit, you know, 
They know the Wizards. They know the Washington Wizards, Eddie. Yeah, and they don't connect, they don't connect with him as a as like a very funny person in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they just don't see it. They don't see it through that lens that we see it. And so, like, I'm just wondering, like, yo, if he does something like let's mention a platform like Netflix, right? You know, who's who's really watching Netflix and watching uh, stand up specials on Netflix? Is that Eddie's audience? Is it you know? Is it the people that remember? The fucking record, and I'm like, yo, I heard Eddie Murphy. Those that. people are gonna come though. They would because, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think I, just the curiosity factor alone. Yeah. Uh, again, and you're not talking about a guy who you're going who. I mean, I know the younger kids might say that, but trust me, there's enough people from our generation that know who Eddie Murphy is to come and support it, and even the younger generation for what they may know him as, whether it's Shrek or Dr. Doolittle or whatever, even the still that audience too. Yeah. You know, I, I, I even look at some, somebody like, like you mentioned Chappelle, right? I feel like he right now is the king of, of that shit in that, you know, he's able to still connect in my opinion. And I feel like, but even, even Chappelle, I feel that there's a lot of people that I'm around that I'm watching it with, with them. And you know, I would say my more my more woke friends feel like nah, that ain't it. You know, and I've I've heard a lot. Chappelle's of not it. Yeah. I'm well, not that. watching. I, are you alluding to him telling people not to watch the Chappelle show? No, no. On HBO that. Max I'm and his, Netflix. His I'm talking about his stand-up. His actual uh, stand-up. And, and then I, wait, wait. So, so the people that you talk about that you're associated with are looking at his stand-up and saying he ain't it. They're saying they're saying. And I'm telling you, my my woke, my more woke circles. Are saying yeah, you need you need still, to tell them niggas. You need to tell them niggas go back to sleep. He's still he's still seen as pro. I'm I'm making a point in that like he's seen as being problematic in in that. There's there's a the online persona of Dave Chappelle is that he doesn't care. He'll make the jokes about whatever, and he's kind of willing to cross that line. But a lot of people view it as like uh, in bad taste. He talks about it in his standup too that yeah. he gets heat for saying the jokes that he that he does and that a lot of people are now kind of backing off that type of material and that he's going to do it anyway, right? But, and so I'm looking at someone like Eddie and I'm and my question is, do you think, do you think that that kind of weighs in on what uh, so the success of something that Eddie would put out or somebody like Eddie in that category? Like the I mean, you know, crowd. as far as I'm, you talking about in, with the woke crowd? Yeah, just in general, in, in the context yeah, of... I, I, yeah, I, listen, I, I don't put too much stock in these woke niggas. Half the motherfuckers is like the niggas that sell bean pies. Like, everybody's got a fucking deep message that, yeah, like that sometimes pies. is just too much. I do, too. But, you know, it's like, nigga, miss me with all that shit, man. It's, it's Everything needs to be put in perspective. Some of that shit is just too much. But when you speak about woke and the, the, the community that you said of these woke people that think Dave is too much... Before Eddie's uh, releases anything, they're going to go back to his his two original uh, CDs albums, and they're going to they're going to try to cancel him before anything even comes out. That's my point. My point is like, but that's why you can't. The, the, that woke thing has nothing to do with comedy. We we we've covered this when Aries was on the show last time. I think, yo, I think it's always relevant to talk about it. 
because I, I think that it has no room in comedy. I think comedy is you going, I think Aries has said this on the podcast several times. If you're going to a comedy club, then you should be ready to hear whatever it is. Because comedy, I think, should have the freedom. I, again, there is timing. We talked about the Kobe Bryant joke that uh, uh, Ari Shapir made. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a good, that was bad taste, not a joke. And, and also, he's not that good of a comic. But if you're going into, you can't be like woke and going into a, like a, a stand-up or, or going to the under, village underground and getting at the comedian for making jokes because that's what they're, they're, you're supposed to go in there and enjoy yourself. And, and unplug from everyday life. I agree. There's two other parts to that, though, that I think are important. One is when you go to a show and it's not for public, it's, it's not for the, the universe. I mean, when you're a comic, you're working out things. You may fuck up. You may say the wrong thing, but it's not, you're doing it for the 25, 50 people in there. Not for, and I'm talking about the small rooms where you're working out news not for your phone and to release to the whole world. That was you trying to work out something in your head. Uh, and, that, and that's why I'm saying, I'm t- I, was meant, I was asking a question in the context of a Netflix special, right? Yeah. So we all know Netflix is a, is a mainstream platform. It, they're, they, are, they do remove content based on, you know, their, their customer feedback and like people saying like, oh, this show, you know, it's problematic. This person that, like the House of Cards show, you know, if it, the popularity of that show uh, went down after the Kevin Spacey shit uh, came yeah. out, right? and so I feel like there is there's something to be said about the shit that shit that's gonna wind up on Netflix, right? If you're if we're talking about Eddie Murphy doing a special for Netflix, I'm, my question is, do you think that 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 informs a, a comic of that level that is a seasoned vet and that has like you're saying a kind of baked in fan base? Do you think that th- that's something that in his material, he's going to be like, you know what, let me pull, I'm not going to talk about this thing, because his shit, like his old, older stand-up shit, is raw. It's, it's, there's a lot of shit that uh, the average comic is not seeing even now. Today, but that's 30 years ago. We've all grown. We've progressed. I don't think he would be doing that same thing. But to that woke crowd, too, you got to remember, comedy, the, the jester uh, in, in, in the king's court was the only one allowed to make fun of the king. If they stop us from doing what we do, we're not going to be able to make fun of the king. That's valid. You can't stop. You can't stop this without change. You're ruining what this is, and you're gonna. You're not gonna have that. You're not gonna have that other viewpoint if you try to kill the gesture. That's our job. Yeah, yeah I'm. Just, I'm just a little. I'm just a little bit curious when you use the House of Cards as an example. Just so I'm clear, what we like? What were you really aiming for with that in terms of a point? I was making the point that there are Netflix is a mainstream platform, right? That because of a response to From the audience, they'll remove the audience the about a, a person that is in a show, you know, an actor and his actions, similar to like, you know, whoever whoever gets banned off platforms, um, you know, for for actions that they have done. I'm asking, like Louis C.K. would not be on Netflix. For example, right? Louis C.K. will be back on Netflix. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, when you tend, when you when you tend when you tend to poke little little boys in the booty with your dick, that's frowned upon. So yeah, you will yeah. be canceled for that. For sure. Pulling your pulling your dick out in front of a bunch of females, he'll yeah. be back. Louis C.K. will be back on Netflix, especially if you asked if you could pull your dick out. And I understand the distinction that you're making, 
And I think it's valid. I didn't think Louis should have lost $35 million for that. I think it's, and I think it's valid. And I, what I'm saying is there are people who will cancel someone for the, for what are, you know, for things that maybe are on one end of, a, of the spectrum of like a crime and morally that we will all see it as something bad and something that maybe will be frowned upon by society. Yeah, there's, there's, there's people that will cancel you for sneezing nowadays just because just because that's the era that we live in but uh i think like anything else uh things to that nature or 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 that are that extreme which are deemed ridiculous will eventually eventually peter out uh and i'm just sitting back like i think a lot of other people and waiting for this process uh to get rid of itself because you gotta remember comedy like what you brought up about kevin spacey and house of cards that's someone physically affecting people. Comics are doing it mentally. And if you have a problem with what we say, that's your mental. It's not, we didn't do anything to you. We brought something out or brought something to your attention. Good or bad, all it is is the process of thinking and, and dealing with that. That's not, you can't, you can't control that. You can't legislate it. You can't put, uh, I, I think that the movement of, of, of woke, your woke circle that you talked about, I think that they're being more strategic about what they want to remove now too than they were even when it was uh, Louis C.K.'s time. I, I think I think they're being more strategic because they're seeing that they they can have a bigger impact if they uh, go after people that they can change um, society rather than trying to control society. And trying to stop a comic is controlling society, not changing society. Now I've asked I've, I had Andy Haynes on. He's another stand-up comic. I asked him, I've asked this to several stand-up comics, is there a place you won't go when you're on stage? Now, Andy said he would, he wouldn't, uh, he would not make fun of, of someone who's disabled. Um, and he wouldn't go there or, or a trans person. He wouldn't go there. He has certain limits. Do you, Aries or Andy? Uh, no. No? No. <laughs> no. I didn't even want you to get the words past your teeth. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think there's like like anything in comedy, it's timing. But I think at some point, uh, given the timing, anything and everything can be dealt with. You know, um, depending on how hard your joke is, depending on who's in the audience, you're saying it has to be that much funnier. It's a sliding scale. If it's going to be hard, it has to be really funny. If you're, but this is where great comics become great comics is because you're willing to go hard because you're that funny. Um, also, remember the people in your audience. If you're, if you, if you might have a, a disability, don't you want to be part of the other fun? Everybody's getting fun poked at them. It depends if you're, if you're, if you're hurting them for being, let's just say, in a wheelchair. If you're hurting someone for being in a wheelchair, but you can also uplift someone with humor in a wheelchair. So you got to understand how how to play that though too. Context too. Yeah. Now uh, the NBA season is upon us, and there's a question that Aries does not like to address ever, but now we have to bring it back up because the alleged king has won another title, and now it makes four. Who alleged this? It makes four. So yeah, that for me it's simple. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna I'm cut you off now. Uh, four you didn't even beat, let... four don't four don't beat six. 
So until until he at least ties it, this for me is not even a this is not even a debate. I, I don't know how many. I think it's ten finals appearance, ten or nine finals appearance, and four world titles. Yeah, that don't mean shit. That, 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 that don't mean shit to me. All that don't mean shit to me. How many teams you've been with? How many fi- <laughs> finals appearances you've made? That that's window dressing. At the end of the day, it's about them rings. And Mike has six. He has four. So if he gets six, debate. Do you think the debate is valid at that point? He's got to get seven. Seven. You got. So you got. You got to beat him. There's people that argue that LeBron, as not just a player but an athlete, has done more than Michael for the culture. Culture, okay. Did he change the game though of basketball? No, no, not because the argument has now gone from. I guess these are LeBron supporters. I I mean, you know, kudos to LeBron for all the stuff that he does. But the argument's gone from on the court stuff to off the court stuff. Off the court ain't got shit to do with basketball. Those those are those are Bron. Them Bron sexuals be reaching, baby. So ain't got shit to do with on the court. I mean, they they go to the school that he started. All the money that he donated. I don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. What that ain't got nothing to do with on court accomplishments. So you want to you want to give LeBron the better person award, the better human award. That's basically what their argue is, and the argument also now is he's got four. Four. Well, I mean, this argument. Whenever he wins, it gets more. He did it more escalated. And now he did it as a Laker. So there's this, that extra sauce on it. But six for six, to me, that's, the, that's, the, that's where the argument ends. Listen, if he, if he never wins another ring, then he ends with four and whatever records he has. So you're telling me that based on four championships and whatever records he has, he's better than Mike? That's absurd. The way I see it is Mike won – uh, uh, Kareem too, and a close second is also Kobe. Kareem doesn't get the credit he deserves. Some sometimes I, th- I, th- I think Kareem, I think Kareem gets exactly the credit he deserves. You know, there's a lot of ingredients that make up a gumbo. You can't just say you have a gumbo with just shrimp or just <laughs> sausage or just rice. There's a lot of things that make up a gumbo, and a lot of times, uh, Kareem had a lot of factors that made up. His gumbo, but he was also missing something. Impact, how you change the game. Global, global impact. Kareem never had a global impact. Kareem may have changed the game in the sense that I remember when he was at UCLA, there was a no dunking rule that they implemented because of him. But that's college basketball. That's Mm -hmm. not the pros. How did he change the game on a global level? He didn't. Michael did. That's a major ingredient to the gumbo i also don't understand how they skip kobe and they automatically go to the lebron michael argument because i think the closest thing to michael since michael was kobe they were like identical in in the way they played the game but he didn't change the game he played michael's game i'm not taking anything away from kobe if i was drafting i wouldn't draft jordan number one because i could always pick up kobe uh, I would, I'd take, I would take magic one. And then, uh, if someone took Jordan as one, then I would take Kobe and I'd feel I was in the same place with my team, but that's because Kobe played the same game. He didn't change the game. 
He just played someone else's game. LeBron, I at least give him credit for that. He's a, he's a whole different kind of player, but he still didn't take this game to the level that Michael did. I just, I just think this generation of ball players a little soft. Um, I remember Barkley, Elijah, David Robinson, Sean Kemp, uh, Scotty Pippen, uh, Charles Oakley, Patrick Ewing. These guys didn't want to play with other stars. They had their own teams. Listen, and man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you could find this clip, but it was one of the funniest clips I had recently seen. I'm a big fan of Inside the NBA on TNT. Yeah. And I think it was the opening game of the season between the Clippers and the Lakers. And they showed an interview that Charles Barkley did with Kevin Durant. Now, apparently, uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin are like super tight. And I guess at one point, Kyrie Irvin made some comments and Charles Barkley in so many words said to Kyrie Irvin, just shut up and dribble. So I guess this pissed uh, Kevin Durant off. So there's a segment on the opening season of that game where Charles Barkley, I guess, was interviewing Kevin Durant. And everything he had asked him, Kevin Durant kept giving him one-word answers. And he was looking so down was, also. I remember that clip. Dude, and the two of them was doing a death. Like, there was a stare down. And the, when they cut the Barkley's face... On the stare down, dog, it's one of the funniest clips I've ever seen. And Shaq just loses it because you could you could see from the clip that Kevin Durant was taken up for his man. And, was, and his attitude was like, fuck you, Charles. But, you know, Charles ain't no weak nigga. He don't come from that era. So mm-hmm. Charles was looking at him like, motherfucker, really? And the silence, the awkward silence and the stare down is gold. You don't have to look that shit up, bro. I need to see it. I need no, it was uh, it was one of the most viral clips to come out. Man, that shit was funny as hell. Cause Charles wasn't budging, and neither was uh, Kevin Durant. Right, and it was hilarious. So there's not one of the stars nowadays that you think could translate. I mean, the NBA was completely different back then. So completely different animal. But there's not one of the players nowadays that you feel could play back then. If we took them I, out of this I, era. I think, I, I think any of these players, any of the top players in today's era could play in the old era. I know people like to say that as though somehow these I mean, players are can't weak. drive the lane as easy as well, you do I now. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the players are weak. I think just the era is weak. Uh-huh. The style of play is weak. The officiating is weak. But if you're a good player, you're a good player, and you will adapt if you have the talent. I think that's overhyped when they say that. Oh, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or LeBron couldn't play in the era of yesteryear. Yeah, they could because they're talented. It's just, you know, there's a different era. It may change their way they play their position, though. Maybe. But I still think they can. They would still. I still think they would do what they do. Exactly. But you might not. Like the only one that I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But the one that I see, and and he let me down this last year. But Kawhi Leonard is the player that I see that could still go down the lane and, and finish, uh, in that in that back in that era. I think LeBron could. I mean, 
I'm not saying I'm not saying LeBron could too. LeBron 16, could. 260 with the speed and power. I, I, but it, it was it was different back then. Like you, you were, for example, Kevin Durant's not driving the lane on Barkley. No. But I said this, I said this on our podcast. I think that uh, I, I think that LeBron would have been a better player earlier in his career had he played in that era. I think he would have got knocked around enough that it would have changed his game and he would have got that, that heart. That killer was, instinct. Yeah. That, yeah I, 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 listen, when, when you when somebody slaps the shit out you, you either you either rise to it or you fall back. And I, I, as great as LeBron is, it would, and not that I don't think he would have rose to the occasion, but I would have been curious to see how he rose to the occasion after being hit by Bill Lambeer or Rick Mahorn. So we have a segment called uh, Distorted Pictures. We've taken three photos from Andy's social media and three photos from Aries' social media. Um, and we've distorted the photo. Justin is going to display the photo. You're going to try to guess what it is. I think we'll start. Let's do one of Andy's first. Is this IG or? I, I, it's IG. Okay. Justin, do we have the first one? Oh, that's, that's, that's the photo. <laughs> Where's the photo? It, it's, it's, it's distorted, so you won't be able to see much of it. Is it my 420 photo? Justin, can we uh, clarify that? Oh, man, that's a whole different picture. <laughs> uh, this is one of the improvs, I think. Yeah, that's not Phoenix. That's, uh, it looks like stand-up live. You're kind of looking like, uh, what's the director's name in that uh, photo? With the beard like that? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> A mix of him and Judd Apatow. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. Judd like if they had yeah. sex, then Andy was their child. <laughs> their child. See how old areas and I are. We went to Francis Ford Coppola, and you guys went to Apatow. So that that, that explains that right. Well, now. I don't see I don't see Judd Apatow at all. But just the okay. beard, <laughs> the Jewiness. Let, the Jewiness. Let's do uh, one of Barry's photos, Justin. Oof, this is going to be hard. Oh, I, no, I know what that is. That's uh, me on Def Comedy Jam at 16. Is, is I think you, you got it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. Like a young, uh, it's, it's rare that people actually identify the photo in this game because we, we try to distort them as best as possible. Let's yeah, you, can't, you, 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 can't, you can't hide sexy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we had a picture up of, of uh, another member of New Edition. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Let's do uh, another one of Andy's photos. With the gloves on and the leather jean jackets. Gloves, man. Yeah, yeah, that was my Eddie shit? Murphy phase. You still got them shits? The gloves? <laughs> yeah. No, I wish I did. <laughs> When you distort mine, you go all out. That's no, I, I got some for Aries. <laughs> well, that's Andy's right there. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> colors, the colors. Think about the colors. On the Just the colors? Just the colors on the IG. I can't. I don't, I don't know how you would know what that is. <laughs> but you keep saying colors. Maybe it's me with iced tea. 
let's see. Uh, Justin, can we distort this one? Uh, put the other actual image up. I, I don't even know which one it is. I think it's a brick wall. Oh, DC improv. There you go. Colors. You know the colors of the improv stage. Yeah, but yeah, but you've been on so many stages. You might not even. Yeah, that's, no, that's that's like, that's recognizable. That that's that's, that's that, yeah. That is that's the that's one of the clubs in the country. Yeah, like yeah a, you know that from like the sign and the roof. Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't see that in those. All I saw was line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you would have been able to do that. <laughs> Let's go another one of Aries photos. <clears throat> See, there's an image there, at least. <laughs> no, that's me with somebody. <laughs> Justin, let's clear up the image. I don't... Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, but it looked like it was flipped around the other way because I see me with the black T-shirt. Uh, but on my phone, it looked the opposite way. Like I was standing where Cuba is. Yeah. A lot of people forget you were in that film. You were one of the funniest characters in that film, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do uh, Andy's last uh, image. This one's pretty funny. What the fuck is this? <laughs> that's a, that's another one. Uh, it's going to be another club shot. Uh, I have no idea, man. No. I don't remember what photo this. Justin, can you bring this up? This is not even. Boom. Oh, he's put a little bumper there so we could. Uh, oh, and I know who. Uh, yeah, that's Utah. Yeah, is it? No, that no, ain't no, no, Utah. That, that was in uh, Irvine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know who exactly who that is. Yeah. Oh, let's do a uh, Aries' cost, last photo. Cost five thousand to get that pussy. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the pass with me and John Leguizamo. Damn, how'd you, how'd you, before we I mean, yeah, that's show the image, uh, Justin, I think it's Freddie, Freddie Rodriguez. Yeah, Freddie Rodriguez, but I knew it was the past. How, how'd you know? How'd you get that one? of my favorite movies, uh, by the way, man. Yeah, I, I just, you know, that yellow, I remember that, I, I don't really wear yellow. So, you know, uh, I remember <laughs> in the movie, I wore yellow, and I thought that was John as the playing the Asian character. Uh, with the jet black hair oh, yeah, and the yeah. black top, but but yeah, that's Freddie. Did you like that movie? You said you like that's one of your favorites. I I you know what it is. I'm a big Leguizamo fan, and it's like a it's like a movie that when we were kids, like we thought it was the funniest shit we ever seen. Like, it it yeah. is funny. I don't know how it's not one of the cult classics that everybody that that underground one. My favorite one of my favorite scenes is the okay. when he when John I guess. They're in trouble, and they had to kidnap one of his friends. And yeah. <laughs> Aries yo. is upset. Like, yo, I thought I was your best friend. <laughs> yeah. You are. That's why I picked it the ninja. Right. I, I thought that movie was great. We watched that shit like 30 times at Rick's grandma's house. Wow. <laughs> Funny story is we tried to get John on the show. Gene had the, DV, like the VHS. The, the VHS of it. Bro, uh, we try to get John on the show. Um, it's hard to get him to commit to a date. We had uh-huh. a sister on. She's pretty cool. Um, and then we have one last segment. Aries, you went through this one before. It's called 321. Uh-huh. Uh, three things that you are watching currently. Oh, goodness. Right on time. You're right on time. Uh, 
Good Lord Bird, which I just, which I finished. Um, I just almost, I fucking, uh, what's the show? Uh, Your Honor. Uh, oh, Showtime. Uh, Brian, Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, City on a Hill with uh, Kevin I Bacon see. and Aldous Hodge. I oh, saw man. your uh, your post earlier about it. I haven't yeah, seen it. Man. Definitely have to I check it out. I love Kevin Bacon in that shit. I love that. Oh, he's fucking that phenomenal. Fucking crazy Kevin Bacon. I need more of that fucking crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's phenomenal. I need that shit. Andy, what yeah. are three things that you're uh, you're watching currently? Good Lord, Good Lord Bird, number three. Number two is Boys. And right now, it is oh. all about Cobra, Cobra Kai. Hey. I have not seen season three yet. It is. I fucking love that shit too. Brent Ernst is back and uh, funny comedian. And uh, just, I, I, I mean, I've been digging it. But Boys was awesome though, too. I, I like that series as well. The Boys. Amazon, yeah. I liked it. It's interesting uh, play on superheroes. Well, um, it, it was so smart because wouldn't a superhero be a dick, really? If you think, you think yeah. 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 Loved it. I thought the first season was a lot better, though, I, honestly. Yeah, I guess it's because you didn't expect the superheroes to be the way they are, and it kind of throws you off. I was going to say Mandalorian at number three instead of Good Lord Bird, but I really like Good Lord Bird. But that Mandalorian series is another one that's been uh, – That is a good one, actually. And the Queen – I'm surprised. Nobody said the Queen's Gambit. How, have, you, have you covered it on your podcast? Have you, have you guys seen the Queen's Gambit? I'm only, I'm only halfway through season one right now. I've never heard of it. The Queen's Gambit. Okay. I would like to see Aries watch it though. I don't know that you might you're you're not are you a chess player, Aries? Not at all. Yeah, I don't know if you I think it would be I, I don't know, because I had a hard time. I mean, I like the character development, but it's it's slow. It moves slow. Like chess, it moves slow. It moves slow. It's a it's a good timepiece though. I, I'm not really a chess player, but I, I liked it. I liked the uh the sets, the costume design, the story is pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are two things you guys are listening to? It could be a podcast, audiobook, music, uh, a record. Any albums? Y'all listening to hip hop right now? No, man, my, my hip hop, I'm, I'm, I'm past that age where it's like, if it ain't my era, uh, I don't fuck with none of this new shit. Um, I'm, I'm stuck in the nineties. Um, and musically, uh, I've been playing the shit out to Bee Gees. <laughs> Oh, did you watch the the doc that? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pretty yeah, good. On the road with them, I can hear Bee Gees just coming out of his headphones the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at. Andy, what, what are you? What are what are two things you've been listening to? Dude, I just I, it's the two things I yell out to my uh, Alexa. It's Rolling Stones and it's uh, and. Uh, James Brown. Those are the two things that I shout out to my Alexa. I take the Man's it. World, one of my favorite songs ever by James Brown. And one thing you guys have been doing during quarantine to keep your sanity? Uh, fuck it. That's important. No, always. That's fucking important. Is it improved your sanity, though? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you still I was gonna say working on my stroke, but you uh you got that with the uh, I've been I've been trying different techniques. Okay. 
like the other night I went in real slow and soft, nice, like, and I stayed nice throughout the whole, trying to, trying to, trying to change it up. I, I felt like I was a, I was a new pitcher on a team coming in to give oh. her, give her a new, a new style, a new me. I've been, I've been mixing it up. Knuckleball? Yeah, I threw a knuckleball in there. Going over the plate, nice and slow. Yeah, man, got to mess it. You got to move it around. She said, "No, we've been together every day." Um, not that you guys, not that you people who listen to your podcast know this, but I moved out here not too long before COVID, just a few oh. months before COVID. So where from? We got locked down in a small apartment that we were living in in Harrison, and we only had five hundred square, five hundred seventy square feet, and we had just <laughs> been together after being separated for four years. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, we were doing long distance. I was still in Phoenix. She was out here, so uh, so there's yeah. a lot of fucking going on right now. Yeah, well, now you know it's going to be a baby boom now. No, no, man, I had that turned off. That is nothing. Turn the faucet on. That cake, that cake got tapped a long time ago. No. Oh, hey, Rick, you are down again of a second meet if your wife asks you to. Absolutely not. We had this conversation the other day. Um. We were at somebody's gender reveal, and a wife made us. Uh, she, what got me upset was she made uh, uh, the sign that like she went to the guy's her husband's crotch. She was like, "Yeah, we got rid of that and did that." And to, I don't know what it was, but it bothered me. Like, first of all, you made the man get a vasectomy, and he agreed to it. That's that's on him. But then just the way she was just flaunting and talking about it, I turned to Jessica and I was like, "Yeah, that's not happening with us. I, I would never do that. I, I don't know what it is." I, I, I wouldn't do it. My second son was kind of a surprise, mm-hmm. a happy surprise. But at that point, I was like, "But that's is it, that's the last surprise I want to have that way." And uh, so I was good. I was good at two. Two is all I ever want to have. Wait, same? Crazy. Are you are you letting me know now on the podcast that you got a vasectomy? Is that is that where you were leading with that one? No, I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm seriously concerned. Oh, my God. Yeah, how many kids? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of dudes running around who don't get vasectomies but still have their balls cut off. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Do you have kids, though? Do you have kids, brother? Yeah, I got I got a 14-year-old son. I'm good. I'm done. Dude, you're you're almost free, man. Get it done. done. Get it done. Get it done. I'm not going to fucking re- re-enlist for this shit. I'm good. I'm 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 done. I'll see where I'm at. I have. I just got a six month old. My son was born in June of oh, 2020. So well, I got a lot more to go. You might as well have another one and just knock them out back to back. Like the worst thing that could happen is that you have a kid like when when you're when uh, Jonas is like 10, 12. Mm-hmm. Like you forget all the shit, and then now you have to try to do all the shit again. Yeah, like, you don't want to go back to changing diapers, man. Oh you know, man, that that no no no. I'm done. I was happy to be done. Spears and Steinberg comes on on Wednesdays. Uh, you can follow Spearsberg Pod. I think the Instagram. Um, I want to thank Aries and Andy for coming on again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to chop it up with you guys. Uh, fan of the podcast, love what you guys are doing. We love you. Much success in 2021, and keep bringing the content for us. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for. Uh... Thank you for having us, man. And as always, one day we got to get y'all on our shit. Mikasa Sukasa, baby. The Lomeo. The Lomeo. The, the Lomeo. <laughs> we was, 
uh, we're having a discussion. I don't know if Andy saw the clip, but we told Aries there is a, a my nigga for like Spanish people. Well, specifically yeah. Dominicans. Okay, so and Aries was like, what? How you say that shit again? De lo mío. Personal. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Always, brother. Appreciate hey, y'all, man. man. Thank you. Have a great night. Let's meet up right, in the city too, one man. day, man. Let's do it.